0: Welcome to another edition of the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show, where we talk about the business of sports. I'm Joe Favorito, flying solo this week as my co-host Tom Richardson is off doing other business things. Um, And as anyone who's listened to our podcast for almost the last year and a half knows, we talk a lot about first adopters, disruptors, uh, new trends in business, and where the business is going. And this week, we are lucky to be joined by Jim Van Stone, president of business operations, For Monumental Sports and Entertainment, the Ted Leontis owned uh, company, which is really kind of disrupting lots of spaces as they continue to work in the mainstream sports. So, Jim,
1: welcome. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be with you today. And, you know, thank you uh, for the opportunity to tell us, uh, be able to tell you a little bit about Monumental Sports and some of the things we're doing down here in the DC region. Mm -hmm.
0: So, before we get to kind of the day to day operations of what you're doing at Monumental, and we'll touch on esports and everything going on in the D.C. area, um, why don't you give the, the, re, uh, the listeners, as opposed to the readers, uh, a little bit more about your background. You and I worked together about 150 years ago in the, <laughs> the Veterans Stadium uh, when we were both starting out, but, but everyone's always interested in the career path, and you've had a pretty uh, unique and very successful path to get to where you are at Monumental.
1: Yeah, no, I, I certainly appreciate it. I, I think uh, a lot of the opportunities I've had have come through some of the great people I've worked with in my past. And, you know, Joe, you're one of the best I ever had the opportunity to work with. So, you know, I think uh, a lot of times luck happens by, you know, associating yourself with great people. And, you know, I've been kind of fortunate on my end to to have that, you know, opportunity and the ability. So, uh, you know, it's funny, I, I'm uh I would say probably a student of the game. I kind of grew up in uh, the the ticket sales area of our business and, Mm -hmm. you know, spent uh, the better part of, you know, probably – nearly 15 plus years focused on tickets and then you know from there had the opportunity to get into more of a you know a, a total revenue role overseeing not only tickets but sponsorship and also our you know executive seating business and then that's kind of progressed me into the current role that I have overseeing the business operations group for IML Sports and Entertainment but you know I started off in ticket sales I mean my first job uh, pretty much in the business was with the Philadelphia 76ers and you know it was uh, just a great experience uh, you know had some wonderful, you know, teammates that I worked with and, you know, really I, I think that opportunity in Philadelphia, you know, really put me on a, a path to, to, to get a good understanding of, of the revenue side of, of ticket sales and, you know, really what it takes to, to be successful where it's, uh, whether it's selling season tickets, group plans, partial plans, you name it, uh, in the process and then, you know, from there I, I think like, you know, many of us, say, you know, you get your opportunity to get your foot in the door, you know, with the team and it led to some management opportunities. And I I spent some time with the Cleveland Cavaliers as as VP of sales there. And, you know, also with the Philadelphia 76ers and the Flyers, I, I ran ticket sales, you know, for, for both of those teams for a while. And then, uh, spent a little bit of time in Phoenix with the Coyotes. And then I've been in, uh, Washington for the last 10 years. Uh, when I got hired by, by Ted Leonsis and Dick Patrick 10 years ago, it was really overseeing ticket sales for the Capitals and, you know, uh, Ted at the time had a uh, majority owner, uh, minority ownership in, in the Washington Wizards and at that point in time uh, the arena. And then from there it kind of progressed as we merged together as Monumental You know, with the Wizards and the Arena and the Capitals and the Mystics and, you know, has kind of moved on from there with so many properties that we've added. But, you know, being my background in ticket sales, what I absolutely loved about ticket sales is that I think you do everything that we do in terms of, you know, the business operations side. I mean, certainly sales you know, a lot of customer service, you know, marketing in terms of promoting events, you know, community relations in terms of working with community groups. So, you know, I, I think that gave me a, a great background, you know, to kind of progress my career into the business operations side. But I wouldn't be here in, in my role today if it wasn't for the great people that I've worked with, you know, along the way that have, you know, afforded me some unique opportunities and, you know, really... uh I've been able to kind of, you know, get into the role that I'm in today. And, you know, I, I'll tell you, I mean, you know, the things that are happening in the greater Washington region, I, I think are absolutely tremendous. And, you know, when I look at Monumental and, and the variety of properties that we have and the venues and, and the media opportunities, you know, I don't think there's a, a better place in, in, in the world to work. So I'm pretty fortunate from that perspective.
0: Mm-hmm. And you've worked for some pretty unique ownership groups over time. And I want to just really briefly go back to Philly yeah. because, yeah. You know, the, um, the this is obviously a relationship business, and the relationships that started out, like I said, in, you know, the basement of the spectrum, and the people that came out of there for teams that, you know, when you first were there weren't, frankly, great teams, but sometimes um, the adversity that comes from working in an environment that's not, you know, at the top where, you know, games are sold out and you have to hustle. I would imagine you learn almost as much from that. And when you look at the people who came out of that region at that time, Scott O'Neill, Scott Loft now with the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, there were a bunch of other people, uh, Keith Green, who's now gone on to do great things, uh, working for Guinness Sports, who's been on our, our podcast, Uh, You know, how much was it kind of the entrepreneurship even at that point and the hustle to get things done, to, to move things along? And is it that much different when you're working for a team that's in the playoffs and winning versus, you know, a team like the Sixers when you were starting out that may have been winning, you know, 18, 19 games?
1: You know, uh, I, I really don't see it as, as uh, a big difference. I mean, you know, I think, you know, a lot of it gets back to the DNA of, you know, having that entrepreneurial spirit and being open to trying new things. Uh, at the same point in time, you know, one of the things that I, I learned early in my career, you know, at, at the Sixers was really how important it is to, to function and work together together as a team. And, you know, I had some amazing teammates that I learned so much you know, uh, about the business through. And, you know, I think that really helped me. And, you know, we, we got to, you know, lean on each other with the ups and downs. But at the end of the day, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit and the willingness to try new things is, is I think, what kind of, you know, catapulted a lot of folks on, on that team. I mean, you talk about some of the folks in, in Philadelphia. I mean, you know, Scott Loft was my, my first boss in sports. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I learned so much from Scott. And yet we were, you know, a couple of young, you know, uh, employees is just getting started in our careers but i look at the, the the team in philly and a lot of the folks that came out of uh you know that whole sixers kind of dna or or flyers dna and you've got some amazing people out there you've got scott doing what he's doing you know ron's you know running yep, global partnerships party. for msg yep. you've got flavel Hampston, the you know uh chief sales and marketing office for for the sharks you've got al guido Uh, Mm -hmm. president of the 49ers, Uh, you got Lee Castergeni, who's running the new vertical for Amazon and tickets. I mean, you know, it was just an amazing group of people that that came out of those old, you know, Sixers and Flyers days that, uh, you know, I think we all leaned on each other. We learned and, Mm -hmm. you know, we weren't afraid to, to, you know, get scraped up and, you know, get our hands dirty. And, but at the same point in time, you know, we were always there to support one another in a lot of the efforts. So, you know, I, I was fortunate. I mean, you know, being right out of Temple University and getting my first job as an intern, you know, with the Sixers, I mean, you know, where that's kind of, you know, led me into my path, I, I would never change that for anything. So, you know, a lot of great people have come through there.
0: And, and speaking of great people and some of the owners that you've worked with, you know, you mentioned some of the teams, Howard cats at the Sixers, Ed Snyder, Ted Leons is now. Um, how much is leadership from the top, gym important when, when you're both building a team, a business team? And um, how much do the owners play into that, into that kind of corporate culture these days?
1: You know, I, I think the owners from the very beginning set the tone. And, you know, I, I've been fortunate. I, I worked for some incredible owners throughout my career. I mean, you know, Harold Katz, I mean, entrepreneur, self-made, you know, really, you know, very focused on objectives that he wanted to accomplish, you know, leading into, you know, Ed Snyder, who, you know, was really one of the first true sports entrepreneurs and what he built in Philadelphia. And, you know, spending the last 10 years in Washington, you know, with Ted Leonsis and the ownership group here, this is, you know, the very best folks that I've ever worked for. I mean, you know, technology focused, you know know, goal-oriented, you know, uh, always looking to to build and and be builders. I mean, I couldn't ask for anything more, but at the the end of the day, the culture of an organization really, to me, you know, begins at the ownership level, and, you know, I think uh, I've been very fortunate in my career, and, you know, whether it's resources or support or guidance, you know, or you know, just giving you whatever you need to get the job done. I've been fortunate in, in Washington, you know, there's been no better owner that I've had the opportunity to work for than than Ted. And, you know, the partners within the Monumental family, his partners, you know, are all, you know, who's who in the greater Washington area. And, you know, they've always worked to, to help us and support us in terms of accomplishing, you know, what we needed to set out to do. Mm-hmm. So
0: your current role, why don't we talk a little yeah. bit about your current sure. role? Um, and obviously, you know, everybody says, well, what's a day like? Well, I've, for you, absolutely no two days are the same. But um, in your current role, how many people do you manage? Uh, what are some of the verticals that, that you oversee? And then what is your style learned from all those other people as to how, you know, you keep the monumental brand relevant and moving along and, you know, in the conversation with companies, not just in Washington, but around the world?
1: Cool. Uh, you know, I, I think one of the things that's unique about our organization is really the scale of who we are. When we take a look at Monumental Sports and Entertainment, you know, we've got really the teams and the properties. And, you know, under that umbrella, you know, the list is is, is big and it continues to grow. I mean, we've got the, the Capitals of the NHL, the Wizards of the, w, of the NBA, the, the Mystics of the WNBA. We've got two arena football teams in, in the Washington Valorant Baltimore Brigade. Uh, we're actually right now putting together plans to uh, announce over the next couple months our, our NBA G League team, our developmental team for the, the Washington Wizards, and, and we're jumping on with the, uh, the NBA 2K and being a part of that inaugural season and, and being one of the 17 teams. So, you know, we do have a full breadth, you know, of teams that, you know, we fully own and operate, but then we also have, you know, extension businesses that we look at. And, you know, we've got a family show business. We've got a concert business. You know, we've got a great relationship with Georgetown University with hosting all their men's basketball teams here. And we've got some equity in in Team Liquid, which is one of the biggest esports teams Mm -hmm that are in the space. So, you know, but then we also look at other things. I mean, you know, we're venue operators. We've got uh, a 20,000, you know, Crown Jewel Arena uh, located a mile from Capitol Hill and a mile from the White House in in Capitol One Arena. Uh, We've got, Eagle Bank Arena at George Mason University, which is a 10,000 C-plus building, and, you know, one of the the, the better draws in in arena sizes at space, and then, you know, we've got two training complexes, one already built in Kettler Capitals Iceplex, the the training facility for the Capitals, and, you know, doing a unique partnership right now with the uh, District of Columbia in in building out a new Wizards training facility at, at St. E's Arena, so we've got, you know, the venue piece of it, but, you know, at the core, when you take a look at all those things, you know, we we look at ourselves as really a content business. And, you know, we were one of the first organizations to begin and start their own regional uh, OTT network in my sports network, uh, which this upcoming year, we're going to broadcast, you know, 400 plus live sporting events, you know, focused Mm. really in youth and amateur sports, and then, you know, also supporting some of our you know, franchise teams that we have in the Mystics, the Valor, and the Brigade, and and soon to be the G League. Uh, We've got a huge outdoor business, you know, with outdoor billboards in in Washington that, you know, is, uh, you know, really unique. Uh, DC as a whole doesn't have a huge outdoor billboard presence, and we've got the best and the biggest, you know, digital outdoor experience around the building here that we have uh, at Capital One Arena. You know, we've got our, our radio networks, we have a digital sports radio network in CAPS 24-7, and then we've got, you know, equity in uh, the local regional sports network, uh, NBC Sports Washington. So, you know, a lot of really great opportunities. And, you know, I, I think, you know, my, my my key role, you know, is really supporting all of our, our key executives in running the businesses from, you know, the revenue side in, in terms of ticket sales to sponsorships to executive seating, you know, our marketing teams uh, for each of the franchises that we have, you know, setting direction on on that side, our community groups, uh, communications. So, you know, really, you know, helping to run and support a lot of the key leadership that we have that help us really run those businesses. And, you know, at at the core, one of the things I've learned from a lot of great mentors that I've had, you know, is that I I think our role, you know, as, as leaders is to, help support and, and, you know, make the job, you know, as hopefully, uh, you know, easy to attain your goals and, and supportive as you can of the teams that you have. So, you know, helping to set strategy and, you know, manage uh, a lot of our executions, I, I think, is, you know, what what my key role is. So safe to say you have a boring job. I don't know. It's safe to say, you know what, the best thing in the world is there's always something going on, and, yep. you know, it's uh, – you know, it's unique where we're at, uh, where we're located. I mean, you know, really being in the center of the greater Washington region, our our drawing power is from Baltimore down south to Richmond. So if you look at that marketplace, it would be the third largest DMA in the country. And, you know, the uniqueness of having, you know, all these different, you know, events and programs in the arena business is that we, you know, open ourselves to every type of demographic of, you know, fan or, or, or customer that you could be looking at. So I think we've got a unique arsenal you know, uh, of events and programming to attract uh, you know a well-rounded group of uh, you know supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, disruption
0: in the sports space has probably never been bigger. Um, we've seen things going on with ESPN, what's going on with OTT, gaming and esports, and minor league sports and uh, mobile devices. And I don't know if there's an organization, and you touched on so many of them in the last couple minutes, Jim that really has at least a taste for all of those pieces than Monumental does right now. I I would imagine other than, you know, if if somehow you bought an MLS an NFL team and a Major League Baseball team, then you'd kind of have everything, but why would you want to have everything? (laughs) Um, And um, so so when things come down and disruptive things come down and you have an innovative owner like Ted Leonsis, um, what's kind of the evaluation process to figure out what fits into our portfolio, what doesn't fit into our portfolio. And by the way, if we take it on, how do we make sure that this thing works?
1: That's a that's a great question, and you know one of the things that you know I, I've been very fortunate through my time working with Ted and and the ownership group ownership group that we have here in in Washington is the fact that they give you the resources that you need to to really get the job done. I will say, you know, a lot of our decisions in terms of things that we you know look to invest in, things that we look to develop in, really come from a, a committed. Uh, approach to doing our research. I mean, we have, you know, a huge infrastructure when it comes to business intelligence, whether it's strategy and research, and you know, we lean on our analytics folks to really evaluate uh, the opportunities. I mean, you know, certainly, I, I think. You know, we have a fortunate opportunity with, with, you know, even Ted and and a variety of his partners to have folks that are really true entrepreneurs, you know, that have a vision when it comes to new technologies or, or new opportunities or new programming. But, you know, at the end of the day, we make all our decisions through, you know, a very thorough investigation of, you know, where we see the market. Where we see the landscape and you know what unique opportunities they they there there are you know out in the uh the potential marketplace i mean you know on the business operations side we have fourteen people in our business operations group we also have you know, uh, a business development group that's looking at some higher end, you know, big strategies that we're involved in as a separate group. And, you know, I think when it comes to, you know, the team, you know, and, and a lot of this goes to the vision of, of Ted and, you know, our team operations leaders and in, in Ernie Grunfeld and Brian McClellan you know, at, at the core, you know, we've always been deeply com- committed to, to analytics on, on the back end and, you know, whether it's utilizing a, a variety of different technologies to make sure that we're as competitive we can be, you know, on, on, on the playing court or, or ice or, or playing field, depending on the team, you know. So I, I think, you know, making sound business decisions from, you know, research and analytics and, Uh, You know, not also being afraid to to try new things, I I think is, you know, really the way we we, we go about some of the new investments and new programs that we get involved in.
0: When when you touch on um, the new things that come down the pike, last year, I think it was last year, you hired uh, Hunter Lockman, a, a mutual friend of ours who came from the Phoenix Suns and has had a tremendous background at the University of Michigan and was with me at the Knicks and, um, he came in and he's really kind of the brand czar from what I understand. The, the way it kind of works is to make sure that, you know, the messages are monumental and that kind of the, the uniformity of everything that's going on stays in place with all these kind of traditional and sometimes renegade businesses that, you know, that can kind of go off and, and if someone's not mining the store, it can go off message sometimes. How does something like that work and how do you keep – all those pieces kind of like playing whack-a-mole in place to make sure that, you know, that the the overall message of the of the monumental brand is both consistent and is played across on a daily basis with all the properties.
1: No, that, that's, that's a great question. And, you know, I I think one of the biggest, you know, challenges that many organizations face and, you know, I mean, it's a, you know, a common issue out there is really aligning, you know, sales and marketing. And I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, you have to have the right DNA of, of team members, you know, at, at an executive level. And I think we've been very fortunate in Hunter's addition, you know, to, to our organization has been a, a huge, huge asset. And, you know, I, I think one of the things that, you know, ha, has really helped us is that, you know, at the end of the day, I think when we look at all of our, our teams and properties is that, you know, every one of them has a different demand set and different needs set. And, you know, we really operate these as, you know, full year-round businesses. I mean, none of them are are really a seasonal business. So I think, you know, one of the things that Hunter has done very well, and, you know, I think a lot of us collaboratively approach it this way, is that each team needs to have their, their own team to help support it, you know, and whether it's on the marketing, brand side, advertising side, community relations side, the digital side, and PR, and we run our properties independently, so there is that full focus You know, on it, Uh, you know, because we want to make sure that we maximize the opportunities and we always want to make sure that we're, you know, hopefully uh, ahead of the trends that that happen and and taking advantage of what those uh, opportunities would be. But, you know, at at the end of the day, at the executive level, I I think that collaboration between people and sharing best practices, you know, is is critical. And, you know, we've been very fortunate since Hunter's been on board. We've really, you know, done a concerted effort of aligning, you know, our marketing efforts with our, our business goals and Strategies and you know, doing a, a really good job of you know, uh, trying to put our best foot forward on those opportunities.
0: There was a really unique opportunity that happened last year um, when you had some of your hockey players or, or some of your brand ambassadors go to the Middle East, and and because of it, a partner that you had in the Middle East and some other fact-finding you were doing, found, found a connection to hockey that nobody knew really existed with a young lady who came back and was actually a really interested and engaged player in the game around the capitals. Um, when you look globally, how, uh, how does Monumental take advantage of those things? Because you have an airline partner that, not from the United States and other brands because of the diversity of Washington that probably are pretty unique. Um, and Ted has always looked globally and to, to figure out what the marketplace is going to be. Now going forward in a global economy, how do you kind of put all those things together and look for global partners, even though you're just in Washington, yeah and at least for the teams are just in washington, and what are the partners that you look for um, and how has that worked so far with with kind of global partners now coming in into the nation's capital
1: no that's a a great question I think you know. Uh, at the home of where we we're at, I mean, D.C. and the greater Washington region is really what we consider a, a, a super city. And, you know, there's probably, you know, 10 to 12 super cities around the world, and we think we're, we're part of it. When you take a look at the DNA of, of Washington, we have, you know, over 180 embassies and international cultural centers. Uh, I think one in five folks are, are foreign-born. Uh, We've got over 1,000 international organizations that that do business, you know, in the greater Washington region. So, you know, I think the marketplace itself, you know, being unique in the fact that, you know, in a lot of places you've got, you know, a a really significant B2B opportunity. You also have a significant business to consumer, but we've got that other piece, the business to government, you know, that really provides uh, a unique opportunity. So I, I think where we're located You know, we've tried to to really take, you know, advantage of of what the opportunity would be in in sharing uh, the incredible experiences of, of, you know, coming to one of our teams or supporting one of our teams. The uniqueness, too, I think, uh, of what we have when we take a look at, you know, some of the properties under the monumental, you know, umbrella, you know, both the NBA and the NHL, to me, are really two, you know, world and global properties. I mean, you have, you know, a large uh, population of players both in the NBA and NHL that are from, you know, international uh, countries. And, you know, I I think it's a unique, you know, opportunity that we have. You know, when I take a look at, for example, the WNBA, you know, we have players that, you know, do just an incredible job, you know, being a part of our league, but a lot of them also – you know, go and play overseas, you know, so you've got that international connection uh, on that front. And then with, uh, you know, the arena football uh, teams that we have, what we think is unique about that is is the fact that, you know, you look at other countries, I mean, there's an AFL China, and they've got, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a six-team uh, league over in China. So we think there's a unique opportunity uh, from that standpoint. And, you know, with eSports, you know, eSports is truly a, a global opportunity. So we have looked at ourselves as, is a, a much bigger, you know, opportunity to, to entertain and, you know, uh, I think uh, partner with, with, you know, organizations and, and fans from around the world. So I think, you know, we, we've been fully focused on it. We're fortunate in the fact that D.C. is, you know, as we talked about, a, a really, you know, international organization. Uh, city and, and, and scope but you know the one thing I think also that allows organizations to really bring you know the teams from a regional perspective to a much broader broader perspective is really technology and then digital media and social media so you know we have put a lot of focus and opportunity uh, on around creating content that, that allows us to, to spread the message you know beyond just our, our geographical region so you know I, I think it's been a unique opportunity for us and You know, I think on the the reason of international companies kind of coming and wanting to do business with us is that, you know, you have a marketplace that, you know, it really is a destination for decision makers. And I think it's a a really great opportunity and way for brands, you know, to introduce themselves to, you know, the United States and, you know, also begin that process of, you know, building a a bigger and, and more global or national platform. So I think, you know, we've got a unique opportunity here you know, in in our region and also because a lot of the sports properties that we own, you know, are really truly global sports.
0: So so two questions off that. Who are some of the brands that you've brought in? And then second of all, when all your individual groups go out and sell, is there really a group that goes out and sells across all the properties or is it individually siloed? So there are Mystic salespeople, um, Wizard salespeople, Arena football salespeople, Team Liquid salespeople.
1: Yeah uh well the first question when it comes to global partners I mean we we've been fortunate uh, Etihad Airways has been our uh, official partner for miami email sports and entertainment on our teams. And, you know, there is a, a unique connection that, that we have with, you know, Abu Dhabi being the, the capital of UAE and, and Washington, D.C. So we really feel that we've done a, a great job of uniting two capitals, you know, a, around the world. And, you know, I, one of the things that really attracted us to really want to work with Etihad uh, is really their, their complete Uh, focus on on the customer experience and and really making sure that the customer Mm -hmm. from the beginning of their trip to the end of their trip and even beyond is satisfied and really wants to come back for more. That's the way we approach our business. I mean, you know, satisfying our customers and making sure that it's the the most incredible experience if they attend an event at our arena is something that we're deeply passionate about and something that we're truly committed to. So, you know, I think there was a really great correlation, you know, of uniting capitals around the world and, you know, the other piece of uh, a true commitment to to customer experience that, you know, really allows us to build a connection. Uh, You know, the other partner that we have from an overseas standpoint that we're really active with is ORG Packaging and their involvement, you know, with with hockey, and, you know, they truly have a a unique commitment in terms of growing the sport of hockey uh, in China, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we were really a a great, I think, conduit for them to to really take uh, a good look at getting involved more on a broader standpoint with other teams in in the NHL and also at the league level, and I think next week they're going to be one of the proud sponsors of uh, the first ever uh, NHL-China games, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I uh, think you know it's interesting when you take a look at China and, and winter sports with the, the the Beijing Games coming up. I think there's a huge commitment to grow this winter sports in, in China, and I think hockey is the forefront of that. I think there was some talk of 200 to 250 you know rinks being built out in the in the country of China uh, over the next decade, and you know I think the opportunity to bring you know ice hockey and uh, a more you know, consistent and larger scale was was something that was really important. Uh, So we're excited about that from that standpoint. Uh, Probably digressing into your question about the way we're set up and operated. I mean, you know, it's interesting. When we take a look at our global partnerships group, uh, they sell across all properties that we have. Uh, When we take a look at some other shared resource groups like finance or legal, that's across all properties. But when it comes to, you know, running and operating businesses on on a day-to-day basis, you know, when it comes to ticket sales or marketing or digital or PR, you know, we really separate our our teams because we think – that we have to, you know, serve our audiences in those particular sports or, or teams, you know, with a full year-round focus on 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 the business. I mean, I think, you know, we are definitely caretakers in, in the greater Washington region of helping to grow, you know, hockey or or men's basketball or women's basketball or esports or, or e- even the uh, the Arena Football League side. So, you know, we think it's important to have uh, a dedicated team and organization internally focused on, on each of those sports individually.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and moving on to two other topics before we yeah. let you go. One is um, let's talk a little bit about eSports and gaming and Team Liquid. Uh, you touched on how that could potentially fit in, but how did it come about? And where does it stand now in kind of the the menu of everything at Monumental? Uh, is it something that people think about on a daily basis? And, and then how dedicated and involved is the team from ownership on down to making sure that esports and gaming works?
1: You know, I, I think, uh, you know, one of the, the, the first reasons I think that we certainly got into it, I, I think, was definitely doing the research. we, we we truly believe that this is going to be uh, just an incredible opportunity and something that's going to continue to grow. And, you know, we started our internal analysis on esports probably about three or four years ago with some of our early discussions. And, you know, we just had a unique opportunity with our first jump into it in terms of doing a, a unique partnership between, you know, Monumental and, and Peter Guber and, and, and some other folks to, to really buy and get involved with Axiomatic uh, and then you know, which is the parent uh, organization for Team Liquid. So I think we were one of the early adopters. Uh, You know, the opportunity to really be able to to lean on experts and have other, you know, uh, co-ownership, I think was something that was attractive to us. And, you know, we are also firmly committed that we think that the opportunity is just going to continue to grow. And, you know, I I think you see that with the uh, development of the NBA 2K League. And, you know, we ended up hiring uh, a person probably about – uh, a month, month and a half ago, Grant Paranjopi who joined us, in, and he is really running our esports uh, business. And, and Grant's going to hmm. help us both from the team operation side uh, to the business operation side. So we've we've jumped in. I would say with both feet and. You know, We just think the the connectivity, the audience, uh, the opportunities, the experience uh, is just going to continue to escalate at, at such a high level that it was a unique opportunity uh, for us to, to get into that space. I, I think at the end of the day, though, the one thing about us is that we respect the experts in the esports community and esports space. And, you know, we want to help support from a, a business development and business operations side. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we are leaning on experts. Experts in that space, and you know, uh, we want to build our teams with you know the 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 goal of having the most competitive products that we can, you know, have out there, or or the most competitive teams. So, you know, it's uh it's a unique opportunity, and it's something I think we're thrilled about being involved in, and you know, something that we think is just going to continue to get bigger and better.
0: Touch on the OTT uh, efforts that that Monumental and and ownership have gotten into. Um, How is it going to work? How has it worked so far? Um, and where do you see, from a business perspective, uh, all the Monumental is doing in that space, fitting into both the sales and the business lexicon?
1: You know what? Uh we have we have really been thrilled. I, we launched our Miami ML Sports Network OTT platform last October and you know we we ended up broadcasting more games I think in the first year than we ever thought we would and you know we're on target and on pace for the upcoming year to to broadcast you know over 400 live sporting events. You know, it it's unique for us. You know, we think there is an incredible opportunity, you know, uh to broadcast you know from a a youth and amateur level to you know, some of our franchise teams to get folks a lot more engaged. I mean, we we put this uh, platform together, you know, and and basically it's live sports programming. We've created original sports programming. Uh, We bundle in exclusive benefits programs to it, and we've really, really been pleased. Uh, You know, we're a little over 10,000 subscribers on the My Sports Network, Uh, very similar in scope and space to Netflix. And, you know, we've had a a lot of partners and, and advertisers want to get involved because of the uniqueness of what this opportunity could be so you know it's really part of our overall DNA and you know we think it's something that's just going to continue to grow you know at, at the end of the day you know Uh, there is a demand for youth and amateur athletics. There is a demand for, you know, uh, our WNBA teams to be seen as much as they can as the arena football league teams. So, you know, I think it's a a unique opportunity. The other thing that's exciting for us, you know, on on the OTT side, and this is why we're kind of the first to jump into it, was the ability to really integrate new technologies. And, you know, there's a couple of technologies that, that we're using Uh, that we think is going to be tremendous. And one of those technologies is uh, uh, a company called Kiswi. And what it allows to the consumer is if you're watching the broadcast on, you know, either your mobile device or a tablet, you know, to be able to pick and choose the camera view that you would want to experience the game. So, you know, if we're broadcasting, you know, one of our Washington Valor games and we have seven different cameras, you know, that are fixated on broadcasting the game, the, the consumer or, or, or the viewer has the ability to pick what screen they want to test and what screen they want to try. So, you know, it, it's just it's been a, a unique opportunity. And I think, you know, our commitment is to, to utilize the OTT network is, is a really great opportunity for us also to, to, to try new technologies. And, you know, I, I think, you know, as we've all read, you know, uh, cord cutters and, you know, some other folks from what's been told out there on, you know, some some broadcast, you know, uh, outlets that, you know, I think people are looking for the ability, not all, and and we certainly don't think that this uh, is is something that's going to replace your traditional, you know, uh, broadcast outlets, but we think it's a unique opportunity to give people flexibility, you know, to pick and choose what they want to view and, you know, how they want to go about viewing it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You obviously work for an innovative owner, Um, who is very engaged in the social space and has a reputation for answering emails and posting blog posts um, a little bit, probably a little bit more conservatively than somebody else in Washington, but uh, (laughs) at least kind of someone who's, you know, always been engaged. Um, How engaged is Ted Leontis in the business? Is he in the building all the time? There's so many properties. Um, Does he follow things? You obviously see him at games, but in terms of an engaged owner, compared to the other owners you've worked with, how engaged is he and how has that been a help to what you're doing?
1: You know, uh, I would not trade that experience, you know, and the opportunity to work for Ted for, for anything in the world. I mean, he is, uh, most supportive uh, owner that I've ever had the opportunity to work for. He truly cares about, you know, people and our fans and, you know, wants to make sure that everyone is completely satisfied. I've always joked and, you know, I truly mean this. I mean, he has been our number one customer service advocate that we've ever had in our organization because of how deeply he cares. And, you know, the other piece is that he wants to make sure that, you know, whatever someone has from their investment, whether it's financially, whether it's time that they're getting the best return that they can possibly get. So we've always had a deep rooted commitment uh, to customer satisfaction and and, and doing things right. And, you know, making sure that we treat people the way we would want to be treated. And, you know, I I think from that standpoint, I mean, that certainly sets the tone. And, you know, if you have an owner that is truly committed to to making sure that the experience is the best that it can uh, be, then I think that's all that you can ask for. I mean, you know, he believes that our properties and teams and new organizations are really a public trust for this greater Washington, you know, community. So he wants to, us to be, you know, presented and represented to, to the best level that we can. So I, I think from that standpoint, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's been an incredible experience for me here, uh, but I also believe that, you know, he's truly committed to, to making sure that we can do the best job that we can representing greater Washington. So, you know, that's been a, a unique opportunity work for Ted. And, you know, the other thing I think that's passionate is, you know, as you continue to see Monumental uh, growing, you know, we, we do believe that we're the fastest growing sports and entertainment company in, in North America. And I, I think, you know, hopefully we're delivering on – the expectations of our customers, and and you know, I think uh, our next step and, and what we truly want to do, and we're all committed to doing, is hopefully winning championships for our community.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, there's two other questions that we'd like to ask our guests. Yeah, the first is how do you stay informed, especially with everything that you have going on? Are there people you follow, uh, sites you visit, uh, and then the second thing, which is always valuable, given all the places that you've been, and a lot of listeners to this are people either just getting in the business, teaching in the business, or looking for another opportunity, what advice do you give people uh, who are walking in the door either for the first time or trying to, to change a career? So where do you stay informed, and what's kind of the the advice that you like to give people?
1: Uh, you know, I, I, I think uh... – I don't know if there's one area that that I completely look at. I think, you know, it's just openness to to looking at a lot of different things and, you know, trying to get outside of what, you know, traditionally would be, uh, you know, your comfort level. And, you know, I, I look at a lot of different, you know, areas and publications of, you know, whether it's newsletters or, you know, other you know, web publications that may not be something that I, I traditionally, you know, would look at just to keep myself educated and informed. So, you know, I, I'm a, a diligent reader of the, the local business journal, uh, you know, also the Washington Post here in in, in in Washington and, you know, try to keep myself as updated uh, as I can from that standpoint. I think the one thing that's really helpful, though, and, you know, it, it gets back to, you know, the power of the teammates that you work with. I think, you know, as we've talked about, a very collaborative, atmosphere here in Washington, is that, you know what, uh, we do a a really good job of sharing different news information and different things that are popping up and, you know, talking about it as a group. And I I think, you know, the teammates that I have on on our, in our uh, organization, I think help keep me, you know, educated and informed and you know, at, at the end of the day, I think, you know, the other piece is that, you know, when you see something that's new and you try to transition it to be related to your, you know, job area or job responsibility, I think we have a keenness to, you know, and a willingness to try new things. So, you know, I think that that experimental, you know, piece and that entrepreneurial spirit, I, I think, help educate, you know, from that standpoint. But, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. And then the advice, what do you normally tell people? Um you know people trying to get involved what what are some of the keys that you see when you know you're out there looking for new talent
1: Uh, You know, I I think the one thing is that, you know, when we look at the the world of sports and and what we do, I mean, you know, it's a very competitive business. So, you know, I think you always have to have an openness to trying new things. I think you always have to, you know, commit yourself to being a student of the game. I mean, you know, I've been in sports for, you know, a couple of years, and I I feel like every single day when I come in, I I learn new things and, you know, learn new trends or or new technologies or new ways of doing things. So I think uh, we're really an openness to learning and continuing to learning is important. Uh, you know, I, I think the other thing is that, you know what, you've just got to be prepared. I mean, you have to put a lot of time into our business. I mean, you know, we're an event business at the core of what we do. We're an event and content business. I mean, people are coming to experience you know, our events, you know, and it's a big time commitment. So, you know, understanding that, you know, we've got a a luxury of having our customers to see us, you know, you want to be engaged and you want to be meeting people and, you know, you want to be learning and and hopefully creating valuable experiences. So, you know, I think an openness to learning and I think a commitment that, you know, it's beyond probably normal business hours and, you know, you've got to be committed to to putting in a lot of time, I, I think are some important things to be, you know, understanding of if you want to get into a career in sports or entertainment. Great,
0: Jim Van Stone of Monumental Sports. It's been a great 45-minute uh, discussion, a little bit longer than we thought. Um, how do um, how do people engage with either yourself or Monumental? Are there sites, LinkedIn. Where where do you normally like people to either reach out to you, and then how can people follow everything that's going on at Monumental?
1: That's great. Uh, well, we have our MyMLSports.com website, which is certainly a great resource. Uh, we have all of our team sites that you may want to take a look at. Uh, feel free at any point in time to email me directly. It's uh, Jay Van Stone at MyMLSports.com. Uh, You know, we're always looking at at opportunities to to really bring in more talent and and have, you know, uh, new teammates as we continue to grow our our organization and business. So I would certainly take a look at the MonumentalSports.com website. Uh, It's a great resource to to learn about new job opportunities and, and programs, you know, within our world at Monumental. Great.
0: Jim, once again, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. It was a pleasure.
0: Great. And this has been another edition of the Columbia University Sports Podcast, The Cusp Show. I'm Joe Favarito for my co-host, Tom Richardson. We'll see you down the road. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Cusp Show, the Columbia University Sports Podcast. I'm Tom Richardson, and my co-host is Joe Favarito. My production assistant this week is Columbia student Maurice Eisenman. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple's podcast app, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other key platforms. You can also find it at blogtalkradio.com forward slash the cusp show and you can get in touch with us on twitter at cu underscore sps underscore sports also you can find out more about our program the columbia university sports management program by going online at sps.columbia.edu forward slash sports hyphen management thank you very much we'll see you next time